Good afternoon and welcome to Treasures of the Heart. This is Pastor Luann, and we are in the third Sunday of Advent, and this is the Advent of Joy. My friends, I know that it's difficult right now to find joy, to feel joy, to hear about joy. However, I want us just to remember that joy is not happiness based on our circumstances. Joy is a deep knowing inside that Christ is Lord. Jesus is our Savior, and he is still alive and well. He is working on our behalf. And I know that, um, that the enemy is really trying to rob us of that deep joy. But we know that we are loved by Christ And I know that we live in a fallen world that is filled with disease and pain and accidents and injury. But that is not the fault of Christ. That is because sin is still in this world. Evil is still prevailing. And the earth is still under a curse. It has yet to be redeemed. But the book of Revelation is what brings us hope. It gives us that knowledge and joy in knowing that Jesus is working to come back and giving everyone an opportunity to be able to get their lives right with him before this destruction really comes. I mean, we're in one pandemic and it's bad, but we know that things could get a lot worse. But our joy is knowing that Jesus loves us and he is going to right all wrongs. So we are going to be looking today at Revelation chapter 12. It is a very descriptive chapter. So I want you to know that like in my Bible, each certain verses has a theme. And when we look at verse 1 and 2, we see that this is titled the woman, but the woman is Israel. And then, you know, we go on to like verses 3 and 4. And this talks about uh, Satan. This talks about the dragon, who the red dragon, I should say, who is Satan. And then as we move on to, like, that's in verses uh, 5 and 6, we move on then to seeing about Jesus, the Christ child. And then when we move 7 to the end of chapter 12, this talks about Michael, the archangel, about the battle with the demonic and heavenly places And so it's a jam-packed chapter in the book of Revelation that we're going to be reading. But I pray that the Holy Spirit, before we begin, lights the candle of your heart with joy. That flame, that flicker of joy will light within you and shine brightly, knowing that you are loved, knowing that he is with you. He is an ever-present help in time of trouble. He is the light of the world. He is the way in which we walk. He's our shepherd and he holds our hand. Be filled with his joy as we begin this. All right, let's look then at chapter 12. Now, again, I guess I want to give you a little introduction because after the seventh trumpet, thou, this that that we had in chapter 11, And before we go to the bold judgments, we are now in another interlude. There's this little bit of a break. We're getting more information about things that are happening, things that have happened. 
And then we're going to get into chapter 13, which is not such good news either. But the good news is coming, but we have to understand what is in this book that John has in a vision. So let's look and we're going to read and then I'm going to just do a few verses. Then I'm going to stop and I'll explain that to you. All right. So let's look at chapter 12 and we're going to look at verses 1 and 2. And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and on her head a crown of 12 stars. And she was with child, and she cried out, being in labor and in pain, to give birth. So John is now kind of watching what the Lord is revealing. Like, how did we all get here to this place in tribulation? And so God is taking this interlude to show John about the birth of Christ, about the enemy. And so it's kind of like going back to remind us how this all began to kind of transpire. And so the woman is talking, it's talking about the nation of Israel. All right, most scholars believe that this woman is, is Israel. And Israel has been wanting, praying, crying out for God to send the Messiah who will save them, who will help them to get out of bondage. And so, you know, they're praying and praying for the Messiah to come. So that's that cry of labor. They're praying to birth forth the truth of the Messiah and that he will come and help and save the people. So that is what the, and, and as you know, Jesus, when he did come to earth, he came as a Jewish person, right? So he came from the lineage of King David. So, it, you know, Jerusalem, the temple, so we're knowing that we're talking that this woman, Israel, is, is crying and birthing forth the Savior, the Messiah. The sad thing is, is that they missed him when he came. Now, many Jews right now, uh, they, are, they are becoming um, believers that Jesus truly is the Messiah. But at that time, they did not, you know, believe when Jesus first came that he was the Messiah. But that's what that passage talks about. So now let's look at verses 3 and 4. And another sign appeared in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns. On his heads were seven diadems, and his tail swept away a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the, this is verse 4. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth so that when she gave birth, he might devour her child. What a terrible picture that Satan is waiting for the Messiah child to be born that the enemy, Satan, the red dragon, can devour him before he gets a chance to redeem the world, to redeem us from our sins and to make us right with God. And so here we've got the dragon who's waiting for the birth of the Messiah to destroy him. So this is the red dragon is Satan. Now, let's go to verses 5 and 6. And she gave birth to a son, a male child, who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman, remember, speaking of the nation Israel, fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God so that there she might be nourished for 1,260 days. I mean, we get those days 
all the time, right? When we're looking at the at the years. Now, as we we get to um, this chapter, so we know that this child, of course, is the Messiah, the Christ child, you know, that that's coming. And so she gets to flee. And now we have verse seven. So we're going to go through this. And then I want to share some things with you before we close. So let's pay attention to uh, this as we look at this talking about the angel Michael. And there, verse 7, was war in heaven. Michael and his angels waging war with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels waged war. And they were not strong enough. And there was no longer a place found for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old, who was called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, ah, now the enemy has a new name, the accuser of the brethren. He accuses us before God because he doesn't want God to think that we are faithful and that we really love him and that we accepted him. So he's, the, he's up there accusing us to the Father. And so it says here, the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down, who accuses them before God day and night. Verse 11, and they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony, and they did not love their life even to death. They were martyrs for Christ. Verse 12, for this reason rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, knowing that he only has a short time. And when the dragon saw he was thrown down to the earth, he persecuted the woman, speaking of Israel, who gave birth to the male child, speaking of Christ. Verse 14, and the two wings of the great eagle were given to the woman in order that she might fly into the wilderness to her place where she was nourished for a time. And at times and time and a half. Again, there we have our times again from the presence of the serpent. Now the enemy's been called the serpent. So he is just got so many names that try to explain and describe how terrible he is. Now, verse 15, and the serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman so that he might cause her to be swept away with the flood. And the earth helped the woman. And the earth opened its mouth and drank up the river which the dragon poured out of his mouth. And the dragon was enraged with the woman and went off to make war. Now you need to listen to this. So if you're driving, if your mind's been wandering, if you're at home, you got a cup of coffee, you need to come back and I want you to hear this last verse. If you're a parent, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, if you, you know, you need to listen to this last verse of verse 11, all right? Verse 17. And the dragon was enraged with the woman and went off to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. Now, we could say, oh, this means Israel. Uh, not quite. If it's going to mean these are the children, the offspring, who keep the commandments of God. Now, yeah, we know that, that the Israelites do, but to hold to the testimony of Jesus, well, some Jews, but not most. This, I believe, encompasses 
the Gentiles, the non-Jews, we who are non-Jews, and yet we believe in Jesus Christ. So it says that the enemy was so mad that he couldn't destroy Christ. So he's going after Jesus's, God's children. We're God's children, the offspring. So now Satan has come to make war with us. Do you understand that? That is why Ephesians 6 tells us that our battle is not with flesh and blood. Our battle is with the darkness, the spiritual things going on in heavenly places, those spiritual dark kingdoms, those wicked places, that the one enemy and those who help him are the ones that we know that are causing a lot of harm here on earth. They're out to make war. Listen, you want to know what's going on with drug dealers? They are pawns in the hands of the enemy. They may not realize it because their love is money. And it's a, that's what they think. It's an easy way. I sell you drugs. You know, you get your high. Some of you are going to die because of fentanyl, but you don't care anyway because you just got your fix. It's a terrible way to live. But who's behind that? Who's the one that's causing the killings and the drugs and the murders and the rapes? It looks like flesh and blood, but they have like sold themselves to the devil. He's the one that is in the background causing them to destroy the lives and the souls of those who partake and are addicted. You get addicted to something. Listen, God loves you if you're in an addiction. He loves you. But you're not going to get to heaven on your sin. And you have to understand that it's the enemy who is supplying you. He's just using a human being to do it. And it's to destroy your life. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said in John, I came that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. I give you life. Jesus said, you speak life to each other. You don't speak death. Your high isn't life. It is something that's sustained from the next day and the next day. Jesus gives you life abundant, full and free for all eternity, my friend. And you're going, the enemy wants to take your soul to hell. And if you think that needing a drug is hell, you wait until you can ever, ever, ever get a fix for it. And that will be your hell, right? Because you'll be in hell and Satan doesn't care about you. Jesus does. All right. So listen, Luke 10, 18 through 20 said, Jesus said to them, I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Behold, I've given you, he's talking to the disciples, he's talking to us. I've given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. Rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. So what Jesus is saying is, listen, I'm giving you power and authority. You have my blood. You have my name. You have God, the angels, the Holy Spirit fighting in with you. But listen, don't, don't be boastful about that. You rejoice in the fact that you're saved and your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Is your name, my friend? Are you sure it's written in the Lamb's Book of Life? If Jesus comes back today, are you going home? So listen, let's pray for those who need him. I can't wait to share with you next week. It's going to be a powerful chapter 13 of the book of Revelation. God bless you. This is Pastor Luann with Treasures of the Heart.